and welcome back to the Five O'Clock Podcast. My name is Zach, and this week we're joined by Mr. Mike Fox from Greenport Harbor. Mike, thanks for joining us. Oh, pleasure to be here. Hello out there, Cyberland. Is that is that correct? Is that Cy- Cyberland? Cyberland. I want to say Radioland, but sure. that doesn't count, right? That's. I mean, yeah, technically it's radio. I just want to relate to the audience now so that they're like, oh, he understands I'm in Cyberland. I want to say radio on the internet, but the only person that I've ever heard say that is that douchebag from... Silicon uh, <laughs> Valley. Yeah. ROI. <laughs> yeah, I, I came up with radio on the internet. That, that's my thing, man. <laughs> I feel like we lost everybody already, so I'm thinking this is going really well. That's cool. That's Excellent. cool. It's it's all uphill from here, then. Um <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for uh, for joining me. I, I've been trying to get you to do the show for a while, and uh, I, I think we've just had some scheduling conflicts or something. We're, like we're that. busy. We're busy people. Busy we're guys. just we're too busy. Too Sling, busy. Slinging beers is uh, it's a full time job. Slinging beers. I, I like to say so that I, tell me. I sell beers and then I buy them back incrementally. I think that's the core of what of what we do. You like to give back to the community. Exactly. It's I will important. sell you a keg and I'll buy it back pint by pint. I think that's that's the crux of what we're looking. What we do. Sometimes every pint. Every pint. <laughs> Depends on how thirsty I am. Yeah, and how much time I have to kill. Yeah, it's like well, I could I could sit down for one or two hundred pints. I think that's the the thing the the biggest lie we tell ourselves is I can do one because even even if you do have just amount of time for one, it's like lace potato chips. You could just you can eat that out <laughs> into two while you're closing. You're like, just give me another pint while you're closing, and you feel like you you did the one you closed out, but you have that another pint that you can just do really quickly there. Yeah, I'll just do a quick one. Just a quick one. That's my favorite one. Oh, it's like at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, I'll come by your event. Yeah, I'll pop by for a quick one. Yeah. Two quick ones. Two quick ones. Two quick ones. You can't do just one. What are you doing here? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Come on. You're Otherwise, moving. it's weird. Otherwise, it's weird. I don't want those small charges appearing on my credit card. I just, you know, I want yeah. at least double digits on there, so I need to. Uh, otherwise, you know, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? What, what kind of doing? monsters are we? I don't know. Um, anyway, Mike, uh, what can you tell us about the brewery for the uh, for the kids at home who are not familiar with Greenport Harbor? Ooh, Greenport Harbor Brewing Company. Well... Uh, we've been brewing for, uh, we turned eight years old in July, and uh, we're located on the North Fork of Long Island, uh, which uh, I don't know if people, your listeners are familiar, but uh, if you go all the way out east, basically where Montauk is, it splits at the end, like the end of a whale's tail, and we'll get into that in a moment. And on North Fork, we had the brewery out there. We started an old firehouse and jail cell that basically was a uh, drunk tank when we were an old whaling community. Threw the sailors there overnight, let them dry out in the morning, put them on the ships. And in later life, it became a brewery, which we very much like that uh, trajectory of that building. Uh, and then we outgrew that. We moved a little bit down the road to an old Packer car dealership, and that's doing most of our production brewery these days. And the original location is now doing our OG, or original Greenport program, which we have beers uh, uh, from both here today. So uh, they're both open to the public. Please come on out there. We have food at Peconic. We have a restaurant. And uh, we just love having people out and uh, see what we're doing. And you have a fire truck. We do have a fire truck. That is, uh, it's a big part of our brewery. We have an old school fire truck, which uh, you've ridden on before. We've had people on the back. Most dangerous ride of all time. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It was pretty awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. And it's. I'm waiting for somebody to just go tumble it off that. Because everybody's like, oh, this is really good. But they're like, I can tumble off this at any moment. Wonderful time. Is it true that it pours beer? It does. Oh, my God. So we hollowed out the side uh, where the... 
uh, hoses used to be, and you know the little cranks that would uh, pump water onto a fire. Uh, now they are tap handles that pour beer. Which I always say, one day we're going to be driving that near a real fire, and people are going to flag us down, and we'll be like. <laughs> We're so sorry. We can give you beer if you watch your house burn on the ground. <laughs> we all just stand on the side and drink beers watching the house go up in flames. <laughs> Waiting for that to happen. It's like, cheers to your insurance money? <laughs> yeah, you have homeowner's insurance, right? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the exact situation. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we have going. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, really, really good. Our uh, head brewer at the uh, Peconic location, the old Packer car dealership, uh, that's Duffy, and he is a, a member of the fire uh, force out there. He's a volunteer, and he's on the higher end. I don't remember exactly what he does, but he's very big in the fire fire world out there. He's very the big, fire world. putting them out, not starting them. <laughs> that's I should I should specify that he's he's fighting the fires. He's not just setting a bunch. Our head brewer is not. He's not very big setting the, fires he's out. Not there. very big in the arson world. No, not big in the arson world. <laughs> big in the fighting against it. So it's a, it's a I nice thought that was thing. clear, but I, I appreciate. I feel like I, I had to qualify just because I didn't, you know. Uh, no, it should, probably should have been clear. I don't know why my mind is like, not people are going to think he sets fire. We live in dark times, right? Yeah, now. no, right. You're like, well, yeah, my my boss, he's an arsonist. Like, yeah, I just make beer. I mean, start some fires. some people, you know, different strokes, different folks. Hey, it's what you enjoy. You got to follow your heart, unless you're setting somebody else's property on fire. Then I then I have to say, hey, that that's the that. line. I th- it's one of them. It's one of them. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so what beers do we have here today, Mike? Uh, so, coming from a major production facility, our beers that are offered all year round, we have our Tidal Lager, we have our Other Side IPA, our Black Duck Porter, and then coming from the OG facility, we have our Facing East, which is a New England style IPA, and we have Mystery Can. Mystery Can is a can, obviously large format, so coming from the OG facility, uh, but does not have a label on it. I think I kind of know what it is. We don't right now. It could we'll be anything. It, we'll it could it be out. anything. It's like it's you know it's uh, it's Schrodinger's beer. It, it could be anything while it's in there. Who knows? I'm I'm the anticipation is, is killing. It's killing me. I'm, I'm I said we start there. No, no, you have to wait. We have to wait. No, 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 no. We're, that's going to be the, the piece de resistance. All right. Uh, what do you want to start with? I think we start with the title lager. Title, title lager is an Eastern European style pale lager. So in the Vienna lager family, we're using Vienna malts there with Noble and Saz hops. Uh, so, uh, yeah, really making a nice, clean, crisp, refreshing version of Amer- American version of a Vienna lager. When we did this, this is our most recent core that we've ever made. Thank you very much. Uh, so when we came up with this, we uh, did a blind taste test with our whole organization. John and Rich, the owners of the brewery, they're friends from college. Their dream was always own a brewery. Now that they've uh, grown up and been able to do so, this is they're living their best dream. And if we're going to release a lager, they said that we, they want to just do it for the sake of doing it. So uh, we did blind taste tests. We did numerous blind taste tests with every other lager on the market. When we started, ours was nowhere near the top five. As we went through, before we released it, we made sure that we were in the top five. And then the top three, where most people voting, had our beer in this blind taste test in the top three. And then we knew that we had something special. And uh, doing a Vienna lager, a little bit different take on it. uh, We're really excited the way it came out. Cheers. Cheers. So really have those Vienna oh. malts taking the first foot forward there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that classic Vienna uh, hopping in there, the Noble and Saz in there. Really, really light. A little bit more presence than there would be in a classic Vienna lager, but it's an American version, and we love our hops. So it's super uh, balanced. It's Balance was the name of the game that we really wanted to do. Balance is uh, Duffy's favorite word, and, he, uh, and I think he brews uh, all the beers just really with a nice sense of balance and really drinkable. 
And what can you tell me about the it, what can you tell me about the artwork uh, on on your bottles? Um, so here? we are trying to be the local community brewery. We brew, uh, package everything's done on premise. We don't outsource anything. When it's coming, when it's leaving our brewery, that means it's ready to be drank. And with that, we're trying to use local ingredients wherever possible. There's a lot of farming and agriculture out on the North Fork. Uh, so we're getting, there's finally a maltster out there. We're getting malts from this guy. We're getting hops from the local hop farms. We're not completely with the ingredients there, but we're hoping for the next five years, one of our lower hop beers will be 100% Long Island ingredients. But that being said, uh, being a local brewery and giving back some of the community, uh, when we we're doing our labels, which uh, took us a while to for, for the bottom line, we're about three uh, years into bottles. We were on draft specifically before then. Uh, we looked for a local artist, and this is uh, is, is an artist by the last name of Blue Dorn. And he does these really wonderful pieces. They're all ink on canvas. You can see him at our brewery. We have prints for sales there. And all proceeds go to him. He usually has friends that are able to exhibit their art in our both our tasting rooms, mm-hmm. uh, which we really like giving back to the art community, having a place that people can go and see and possibly purchase these pieces. You know, really supporting that community, which we firmly believe in. And when we did these, he's a local guy. And we like the fact of our labels. We can go to a big marketing company and they come up with something. but Or we can allow exposure and support somebody who's a local artist and trying to make it it's a hard field to do it so we're really excited that he's come on board and he's absolutely created the aesthetic and the culture that we are looking for with our bottles nice and are, are you guys only bottles and draft right now we are only bottles and draft we just did our first canning run over the summer our uh our Greenport summer ale uh, golden ale with a little bit of orange blossom honey in it. And was that through like Ironheart? Like, did they come in? It was. It was Ironheart. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it was a. Um, it was the mobile canning. Uh, Ironheart was their the contract for that. Uh, right now, we are building out the facility that's going to house our full time canning line. We would. Uh, we hope to have it done by this time. Um, building restrictions, from what I understand, this is a little bit above my pay grade. Uh, are very very uh, stringent on the North Fork. They really try to keep this aesthetic. They don't want to overdevelop, which is great because it keeps the area to an area that it's beautiful and you can really have an experience out there. Um, with that comes a lot of red tape, a lot of uh, different kind of hurdles across while you're building something. So we've run into a little bit of that we've done so with our parking lot. Almost every step of the way, this has been something that's happened, and we're just kind of head down going through it and as soon as we can get that area done we need the space not only for the machine itself but uh for the cans the raw materials we mm-hmm. we we are we are kind of maxing out our space right now we need yeah. that space desperately before we take this on and is that uh kind of what you're doing at the the og facility too or are you using iron heart over there or do you have a canning line there no <clears throat> we, we're using uh, the mobile canner over there we just okay. bring it right on over uh down to we do the canning all on facility at the og uh the uh, original Greenport facility. Uh, so that's what we're doing with these large format cans. And right now we're only offering large format cans at the brewery, uh, which we, we really like doing because uh, it, it's a hike out there. It's about two hours from the city. It feels like a different world. It's wineries, agricultural water. It's a totally different vibe. Uh, but if you come out there and see us, which we highly suggest and encourage you to do, we want to make give you something that you can't get everywhere else. And these cans were a way that we could do these releases. We started doing them online so you could order pre-order. So if you're on your way out there, you know you're guaranteed to get the beer that you're looking to get. You don't get all the way out there, and then we're like, we're sorry, we're sold out. Right. Uh, we actually did that the first time we released, and we felt very, very bad for people. We just didn't see it ahead of time enough, and we were not sure of the response we were going to get. And when we got such a huge response, and we had people still coming trying to get these cans, we felt really bad. And we just didn't have them. They were just not there anymore. So now you reserve it online. You come. We hope they enjoy some beers with us, spend the day with us, and on your way out, you pick up your beers, and you uh, can bring them back to wherever you're coming from. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for bringing one by. I know uh, you guys only have these out at the brewery. Um, I got to get out there and play some kickball with you guys again. Oh, you do. Kickball is a sport that we hold really dear. Uh, uh, when we have uh, All Union and we have our big kickball games, you'll see Rich. Uh, he doesn't play. He usually drinks a beer and has his megaphone, and he does the, he's the play-by-play guy. And it's hilarious because he's... Uh, you know, paying attention, he's petting dogs, he's doing everything, just giving the play-by-plays. And so screaming at people when they get to second base. How <laughs> that beer? How that beer, yeah, that was that was a, ooh, gosh, that was a uh, an addition this last year. That <laughs> was uh, pounding a beer on second base that led to, uh, ooh, people were walking on sunshine after that one for sure. Yeah, that's, we'll, we'll get, just go with that. We'll stay with that one. Yeah, we'll stick with that one. Um, um, but, back to this beer, though. This is, it's really good. Super drinkable. Hey. Um, slightly roasty, but crisp, balanced. Yeah, that was uh, you nailed it. That's exactly what we we're going for. We wanted something. We wanted something like that that people could feel good that they're drinking a completely local product yeah. and just have something <clears throat> that's clean, crisp, and refreshing. Because you know, I, I'm a man who loves IPAs all day, but you know, after my second double. I want this to just clean yeah. the palate. Cleanse, like, cleanse the palate. Okay, let's slow Calm down. 5.3% ABV, yeah. so you know you could really stick with it for a moment. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, not uh, lose cabin pressure too early in the evening. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that one before, but I'm going to start using I it. I have tons of metaphors for, for <laughs> drinking heavily. Uh, my favorite is when you have Wayne to many IPAs uh, and you're with a group. And then uh, when you're with a group and everybody's, uh, you know, had one too many, I like to refer to that as uh, going Jumanji. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everybody went real Jumanji (laughs) last time. Because it is. You sit down for a simple board game, a simple a simple time of sitting down for, we'll go out for some beers, just a couple beers. And then like Jumanji, then everything, then there's there's rhinos and there's hunters and everything just goes awry. And the youngest child turns into a monkey. I mean, that's just, if I had a nickel for every time. (laughs) God damn time. Um, anyway, on to the next one, which is the Other Side IPA. Other Side IPA, Rich's favorite IP, uh, favorite beer that we offer. Um, other Side is a West Coast-style IPA that we brew on the East Coast, hence on the other side of the country. Other Side IPA. Each person that works for the company has a different story behind that name. Uh, some people say because whenever people think about East, they think of Montauk. We're on the other side, on the North Fork. A bunch of different things. Uh, but what we're looking for here is it's Chinook, Columbus, Centennial hops. A little bit of Warrior in there for bittering. Doesn't really come through on the taste profile. But a true West Coast-style IPA. Uh, but when we taste this, the biggest thing is, once again, it comes back to balance. What Duffy's doing with that balance. Give me a strong malt backbone to make sure that it's not scorched the earth, space race, how many hops can we put in this kind of beer. It's something that you get that hop profile on the nose, you get on the taste. But when you drink it, it's completely drinkable. And it does come in at 7.3%. So it's, once again, one of those ones that when you're with a group, you can be going Jumanji in no time because this is a sneaky little guy. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Nice and floral in the nose. And then that taste. Just not mm. that you get that flavor of the hops, but you don't get that aggressive kind of, uh, you know, uh, pillage and burn on your palate. No, no, no. It's, it's got a little bit of juiciness. A little bit of tropical fruit. Yeah, that centennial really, mm-hmm. I think, really kicks on this one. Yeah. I love Centennial. It's it's the hip hop right now. We're experimenting right now with a hop that we're getting from New Zealand, especially our OG program. I don't think either of these have it in it, but a lot of our new ones are called uh, Vic. It's called Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. but for uh, 
copyright reasons it's now known as Vic, Vic Secret, Secret but it's, it has a similar different but kind of a similar profile to Centennial so uh, for those looking out for the new OGs coming out you're going to see a lot of OG uh, IPAs our brewer Pat who runs it Pat Alford who came from Barrier mm-hmm. uh, runs OG program he's really uh, fallen quite quite enamored with this hop so you're going to see that one coming out a lot too nice uh, do you guys do any collaborations or have you done any I, I don't know if I've seen any before. So, yeah, we, we've <clears throat> done with a lot of breweries. Uh, for uh, previous New York City Beer Weeks, we've teamed up with uh, Gun Hill Brewery. That was a great collab. We've done it with Kelso. Um, we, we've had a couple uh, down under brewing company we've done one with. Uh, we've done a couple with different um, different breweries. And then as a kind of company culture thing, we actually just recently had this conversation where we do love pairing up with other breweries. For every year for New York City Beer Week, we usually do just for the fun of it. Um, but what we found that we almost love even more is pairing up with local businesses on the North Fork, uh, which we really like the sense of community out there. A lot of these places have been there forever. So we just did an oyster stat with the local oyster company out there. And the idea was that when they came in, they were so excited. It wasn't just bringing out the brewers and know the thing. They were so excited to learn the process and be part of it and be part of their community that it, it like made everybody else just like light up and be like morale was so high then because it's like you have these people that are part of the community that are bringing in their oyster shells from their business and during the time because a lot of brewing let's admit is sitting around waiting cleaning but being able to talk about their business and be able to talk about our business and how they're kind of coming together we really like that and since then we've done a uh, collaboration with the band the movie life a long island uh band uh, I was there for that event. Yes, you were. Thank you yeah. for coming out. Uh, Vinny was behind the bar. We had the guitarist Brandon. He was uh, DJing. It was a lot of fun. Um, but doing those kind of things a little bit more outside the boxes. We really, our brewers especially, they, it's all coming from them. They like the excitement it generates from somebody who doesn't brew for a living, just going to a different facility and brewing something. And then it's, you know, it's pretty rudimentary, they say. It's like, you know, you hang out, you have fun. But they like having people introduced to the process, especially people that they either like the music they're making or this great restaurant in town. They really like bringing that aspect into it. And I think that's a fun way to think about craft beer because craft beer, if anything, is a community and trying to expand that into that realm has really, really been fun. Nice. And how did you get into craft beer, Mike? I fell into it. I did. I needed a, I needed a job. I was working for, uh, I was a uh, backstage hospitality guy, a runner, so to say, for uh, uh, Terminal 5, which basically meant I filled riders and I just got bands, whatever they wanted. I loved it because I love live music. Love that job. Uh, didn't pay very well, and that's pretty much the ceiling right there where you could reach, <clears throat> unless you want to go on tour bands, and that wasn't really for me. Uh, and I needed a job, and it was either between, uh, I got an offer from the startup company called Handy. Oh yeah, you've seen their ads. They you schedule like cleaning people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, and, I, had, I had an interview with them too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, yeah, and I was, I just needed a job. I just needed to pay rent. I was desperate, and I was just about to take it. And um, my wife now, uh, we met. Neither of us are, uh, were in beer at the time. She's now works for Six Point. She's marketing events and uh, in key relationships for Six Point. She had signed on with Six Point, but already interviewed for Manhattan Beer Distributors. And they called her and asked her to come in. She said, I have a job, but I have somebody that I can recommend, which was her boyfriend at the time. And I went in and, uh, yeah, Manhattan gave me my first start. And uh, and it was, they, 
I still very thankful for them for giving me my start in beer. They really started my career in beer and it became something that I knew very little about, honestly, when I started. I liked some craft beers. I knew some things about it, but uh, nowhere nearly as versed as you become once you start working in it. And uh, that was, uh, geez, that was about five years ago. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah. And, that, uh, and worked there for a little bit then came over to Union and did the shared brand rep where I had uh, three brands I was working with because uh, I do love Manhattan, but they're, they're Focus is not craft. It's not. It's it's Corona that drives the the machine. It's a uh, Sam Adams Corona Coors Light, of course. Yeah. And that's those are that's what they do. You don't you don't sell those brands. You either want it or you don't. If you don't want it, then you offer discounts or offer money to get it. Like yeah. that's that job. It's not about giving these young, new, cool craft breweries and people you get to meet and shake their hands with the owners, an opportunity to strive in this world, a better product, better ingredients. Uh, when the bar is paying for that keg, it doesn't mean that most of their money is going to marketing to sell to other people. It means it goes to that brewery to make this great beer. That was the big change when I went over the after Manhattan that really kept me going. And that's why I love this industry. I, I was really tempted when you said better ingredients to say better pizza Papa John's. But, oh God, they really but I, but I held back. <laughs> Papa John's is like the uh, Manhattan beer pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. It's uh, like it's... come in and ha- come have this cardboard. <laughs> come have this cardboard. Hey, do you want this uh, you know, it's it's selling beer and then like you're like, you know, selling beer at a cheap price, but then you're like, oh man, you're paying such a huge amount for the marketing of this beer, and it's just uh, you're like, well, it's pizza. Yeah, well, it's beer. That's what they do, and, and yeah. you know, it's different worlds. And I try not to like it's all the same thing. Like I, uh, I consider myself a beer enthusiast, not a beer snob. Like I, I, I care what's in my glass. I don't care what's in yours. You are, you are. <laughs> Where's my cup? Hang on, hang on. There we go. Busted oh, out the beer snob. The beer snob glass. Beer snob glass. My sister got this for me for that's Christmas. That's cool. Yeah. I love those kind of lip glasses, too. Oh, the yeah. soft lip glasses. That's great. Soft lip glasses. That sounds can't, creepy. Can't put it in the, uh, I almost said washing machine. You should definitely not put it in the washing machine. You <laughs> can't put, put it in the washing machine. You should not put your glassware in the washing machine. I wish you like complained your sister have a bad time. Be like, oh, it's a great gift, but I can't put this in the washing machine. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> it tore up all my clothes. <laughs> what a bad gift. Why, why didn't you warn me about this? <laughs> like this, this is why we have warning labels. Like, <laughs> yeah. like do not put the, for external use only. Like, <laughs> don't put it. Like, who, who put this inside their body? Well, every warning label, <laughs> label be, is because of a story of someone like you put in the washing machine, and then. Uh... Well, like anytime you see external use only, you're like somebody put this in their ass. Somebody put it in their ass. Somebody put this in their ass. I mean, you. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just like, well, we gotta put this label on there because people, people love putting things in their ass. People love it. It's great. Pizza people love it. But but that's why there are sex shops. Go go no. there. They're they're you know they're appropriate things to you know. But people are busy. Yeah. They might not have time for the sex shop, and then all of a sudden they gotta just. What do I have around the apartment? Like, I can put hey, in my ass. I have this glassware, and I you know I couldn't and put I got it in a the perfectly machine. good ass. And <laughs> And I got a free afternoon, and this is what's happening. And I'm going to spend it in the hospital. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going to get very acquainted with uh, with the the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how all love stories start. Yeah. That's how all all of the the great love stories begin. All of them. That's I mean that Shakespearean right there. I'm like how how did you meet uh, meet your husband? Well, he came in because he had a uh, he had a snifter in his ass. <laughs> Sorry, Frank had a snifter in his ass, and I just knew right then and there. I'm like, I love this man. This is it. I don't know why, but uh, you know what? 
it, it's time for me to have kids, and uh, and I'm I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna go we're, for it. We're gonna make it go for it. This guy, he just he does what he wants, and uh, and you know I don't I don't even care that he needs a colostomy bag now because he had shards of glass in his ass. You know it's it's fine. <laughs> that is love. Actually, actually, it's ended with that is like that, that is, is love. love. That really is. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> Uh, so you you also do comedy. Was that was that a like a thing that you started doing before craft beer, or something that you fell into as well? Or? Uh, the, before it, I uh, I yeah, my I think my dream of all dreams is to be a comedy writer. I like writing, and then uh, stand up uh, I started doing because it was like immediate feedback. I'm like, is this funny or is this not funny? And I realized very quickly, I'm like, uh, most of the things you come up with are not funny. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, it led to a lot of like my friendships now. My, my wife, that's how we met before she was in beer, before I was in beer. She was a bartender at this bar town that doesn't exist anymore called the Underground Lounge. And uh, I, I was doing comedy there. And the way I like to tell it is I was too funny for her to resist. In reality, I just, I just, Badgered or forever. I'm like, please go on a date with me. I'm like, I have no shards of glass on my ass. It's gonna be great. And, uh, and eventually she gave in, and then uh, then I just sunk my claws into her. I'm like, you're mine now. You're wonderful. And uh, but well, like, uh, so, what do you like about Mike? Well, he doesn't put things in his ass, and he, he knows not to put glassware in the point. washing machine. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was pretty much her checklist right there. And I, I had one of them, but I'm not gonna say which one. <laughs> We'll we'll wait to the to the end of the episode for the big reveal. Uh, no, that's great. Yeah, um, it's enjoyable, and I feel like uh, those worlds go hand in hand. They, uh, I, I think, like music and comedy and art, like go hand in hand with craft beer because it is about uh, it's about the quality of the product and, and enjoying oneself. Exactly. And man, there's nothing better. There's nothing I like better than watching a a, a, a band or a comedian I love while. Uh, Drinking uh, craft beer. I started one of the places I started was the uh, Pine Box Rock Shop in Bushwick. Yeah, right around the corner from here. Oh yeah, yeah. And in the back room, they have great. And that was kind of where I started. Everybody I knew we started there. And one of the like the best memories I have, and it's still to this day, it's not even memory because I get to still live it. Is going to see great comedy, new comedy, new people doing insane things, and also having an insane beer list that you could just be like, I get to enjoy this great beer and watch some comedy in the back. And all free shows and the reasonable price beers. I mean that that's where I was at. That was exactly the best place. It was like my happy place. I loved it there. Nice. Um we should probably move on to the next beer. Uh what are what are your thoughts? Uh I'd say we leave the black duck, even though it's a core for last, because once you taste a porter, I feel like everything is a porter. Or do you wanna let's let's dive right into the black duck? We've got different glasses too. Let's do black duck. All right. moving to OJ. Um, so the Black Duck is a uh, New York porter. A, a New York porter. Yeah, say. a New York porter. Uh, so uh, yeah, I seldom heard about, but uh, but right here. Did did you guys coin that one yourselves? We, you know, you know, I feel like we're just a conduit for it. I think the world was asking for it, and we were just the conduit that brought. And you're the man forward. to give it to him. Exactly. So uh, being a New York porter, it's uh, very similar. People would say that it's almost an English style porter. Uh, very dry, very light. It's four point eight percent ABV. It has all those porter notes you're looking for, this uh, this roasted malts, chocolate, espresso, but it drinks like a black lager or Schwartz beer. It's it's light, it's refreshing, it's effervescent, and most importantly, it washes clean, which I think is is something, once again, due to balance, but something that a lot of breweries, stouts, and porters are unable to achieve, that 
after you drink it, you're not tasting it for the next 10 minutes of your life. And that's that's a big thing because I feel like that taste sometimes, if it's done incorrectly, it could be sour, it could be a little off, and it just ruins the experience. So a New York Porter is something that has all these things but washes completely clean. And uh, the name, actually, the Black Duck, uh, bringing it back to the North Fork, is an old rum runner vessel that uh, used to, uh, basically, it was a bootlegger vessel during Prohibition times. And it used to go back and forth from New England, from the North Fork of Long Island, be able, basically as a conduit to bring beer, uh, booze into uh, New York City from the island. And uh, one day there was a, from what I understand, a couple day chase with the Coast Guard until they shot it up and then commandeered it in uh, right in uh, Greenport Harbor, where if you step outside of original brewery and look left, that waterline, right over there. And then the Coast Guard used it, and it was their vessel, and they the fastest boat they've ever seen, according to the story. And used to be able to chase down other rum running boats. And that boat was called the Black Duck. And we are the present day booze runner. So an homage to, the, to people past. Cheers. To the Black Duck. We salute you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. Oh, yeah. That is what we're becoming known for. And, I, is, and uh, rightfully so. I feel like beer reps, whenever we have an event and like there's many beer reps, I feel like I have. Almost everyone that comes up to my booth at some point and says, uh, "Do you have black duck?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Give me, give me the black duck." There's there's such dichotomy here, like but but you've got dark and light, which not a lot of people can pull that off. Yeah, because usually if it's if it's a dark beer and it's light, you get like it's dark and it's thin. Yes, which basically means that somebody did a really dark beer and then they watered it down. Um, which means that either like there was skill in the brewing process, but it wasn't li- as light as they wanted to, which actually means there probably wasn't as much skill in the brewing process. Um, but this, like, it's super easy drinking. Smells great, tastes great. It's got a surprising amount of flavor for how light it is. Yep. 4.8% um, ABV, too. These are. Mm. If there was such a thing as a session porter, I think this would uh, qualify as that, that realm. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head. It's 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 not watered down. It has all the flavor you're looking for, but it doesn't have that thick it's it's not chewy. Of, no chewy would be the yes. I think you nailed it on the head with that. That's absolutely it. And it's just drinkable. I mean I could drink this, I mean you'll find me during the summer. This is this is my beer right here. I, I, I love this beer. And during the summer I'm literally up in my roof in my little uh beach chair. Uh, reading our weekend edition of the New York Times, just drinking these in like 95 degree heat, letting my bald head become as red as a fire. <laughs> and uh, but is it? It could be as hot as hell. I'm sweating bullets, and uh, just uh, just I can drink this. This is refreshing for a, a porter. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, dark dark beers are all year beers. Yeah, especially nice. this one, but. A lot of people think, oh, well, dark beers are heavy. Dark beers have a lot of calories. It's it's all about the roast. Yep. Nothing about anything else. And, yeah, I could I can definitely crush these in the summertime, too. I'm tapped. I just sit up on that roof just drinking and, you know, shouting at the children down below. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not as much as that anymore. <laughs> just shouting at them. Like, Get off my stoop! <laughs> Just the man on the roof, just drinking my black ducks, shouting at the children. Like, oh, oh, it's that's Mike Fox. That's old man Fox. Don't mind him. <laughs> don't make eye contact with him. I'm serious about this. Don't, don't make eye contact. He will mad dog you. <laughs> Once you do it, he's engaged and he will not let go. 
Oh, God. And he does not have all of his shots. <laughs> does not. He's just, just let him go. Just let him go. I hear he puts glassware in the, in the washing machine. Yes, yes, honey, he does. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> what kind of monster does that? Who puts glassware in the washing machine? That's a great callback. <laughs> Love that we keep coming back to that. That's uh, if that's a message our oil listeners can take off this is that uh, they don't use... put glassware in the washing machine. <laughs> that's it. Just God thinking, damn it! I hope that like I hope you're out, uh, after this. You go out and buy a, a, a pallet of Greenport Harbor because I sell it. I need that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then you drink it all, and then you're like you're just drunk. And you're at home. And you're about to put some glass from the washing machine, and it's our the voices coming to your head, and it's just no, no, no don't do it. You're like no. oh. Oh no, I won't do it. That's a that's a scenario, very specific scenario that I'm hoping happens off this. It's better than the alternative. It is putting glassware on the dish machine. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no, the dish. No ass. Oh yeah, in the ass. In the ass. Yeah. 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 Don't do, don't yeah, do don't that. Do that either. Either. No. Well, no, no, just don't do it. Plastic. <laughs> just get some and Be- get it. There's products made specifically to go in your ass. Consult your doctor. Consult your doctor. Or, or you know, your your local uh, erotic shop professional. Yeah, just just talk to them. There, there are like, people who are experienced in these things. Yeah, and just because it looks like it belongs to your ass doesn't mean it belongs there. No. God. That that always get you. Because I feel like attractive packaging means that it looks like it goes to your ass. So It's not always the case. It's not. It's it not. can be sometimes. but Sometimes. There's a, there's a place and a time for everything. Exactly. And the place is... Probably not your ass, and probably not ever. It could be your ass, but it's just the thing that goes in there. The place is not the hospital where you don't want to be after this engagement. Well, I mean, if 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 the yeah, where was I going? If if the thing is the glass and the place is your ass, then the place is going to become the hospital, and the time is going to be now. Oh, I was really hoping you were making that into a limerick for a moment there. <laughs> the place is the glass. And oh the no, 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 no! I, I I skipped out on the advanced English classes in <laughs> in college. I was I like, I'm going to take scuba diving instead because... That's you know. a life skill. Yeah. It's a life skill. Once we're all underwater, then who's going to be laughing? Um, Nobody, because we're going to be drowning. That's, that's yeah. Nah. Sharks. Sharks will be happy. Sharks will be real happy. Yeah. We're going to make those sharks real happy. Mm. Weren't we just talking about Jaws before we started recording? We did. We were talking about Jaws. Damn it, Martin. <laughs> Love that film. Um... Cool. So we love Greenport. Well, we love Greenport, but we love Black Duck. Um, let's check out some of your OGs. OGs, stuff. yeah. So the OGs still being run out of that original Greenport location, hence the OG name. Uh, Pat Alfred, the man, the myth, the legend, is holding up that program. He's basically given the keys of the brewery on the small format system uh, to do whatever he wants. Um, which is great because I'm as surprised and excited as anybody else for these things. <laughs> I honestly don't know that I'm far in advance what he's doing. Because he's always kind of mad scientisting in there. And right now we're drinking the uh, Facing East. This is one of the few. He's only done a couple more than once. This oh. is one of the few. Unfiltered New England IPA. Very citrusy. Clink. I don't know the hops offhand. I could I could probably pull it up. Actually, does it have it on the oh. side of it? Does it have any information? Uh, let me see. Nope. There's a government warning. And it's 7.1% alcohol. Oh man, we're all gonna be going to Jumanji soon. Yeah, 
But uh, he's doing some one for unfiltered is something he's really uh, focused on. IPLs in general have been his his game, and I think he's reinventing that market. I think IPLs has gotten have gotten a bad name just by people kind of playing around not knowing what they're looking for in that. If they want it to be so hopped that it tastes like an IPA or uh, really, but uh, he's been really embracing the the lager tendency as of it and uh, putting that hop to complement it rather than overshadow it. And uh, you've seen a bunch of those come in the Anchel oh, yeah. series, where it's a single hopped, unfiltered IPL. Um, those have been absolutely tremendous. Those have been in high demand. Um, yeah, and for cans, we just do these brief canning runs, and uh, these are the last two come out. Uh, this is the Facing East, the New England style IPA, and what our mystery can is, I'm thinking, is either our double IPA, which is the uh, second round knockout. Or it's another facing east. In which case, we're just going to get lit either way. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Glass jaw. Oh, yep. That's oh, glass jaw. Round that's knockout. second round knockout. Yep, yep, yep. Once again, another new uh, Long Island hardcore band during that scene. We, oh, yeah. we, we pay homage to our island. Mr. Uh, Daryl Palumbo. They're playing soon with the Crow Mags. I Are saw something really? online. Yeah, at the Paramount down there. I like that so much better than his... Uh, what was the band that he did right after that? They did Beating Hearts, Baby. Oh, uh, like the only Men, song. Women, and Children? Was it that one? Who no. was that? Was that somebody from Glassjaw, Men, Women, and Children? No, no, no. It was a singer. Oh. It was uh, Daryl Palumbo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I don't I, I can't pull it. Beating Hearts, baby. That's I know a, one of them started Men, Women, and Children. I like oh, that one. It's, like it's like a disco-y, dancey, hardcore kind of experiment. They, they, were, they were fine. Beating Hearts, baby. Head Automatica. Head Automatica. That's yeah. a cool name. Yeah, I don't know about Head Automatica. They, I don't really know them. They've got that one song, and I even though I love that song, don't get me wrong, Beating Hearts, baby, but I've heard it like five thousand times in because it came out like when I was in college, and it was pretty much every bar had it on rotation, so you would hear it if if you were at a place for happy hour, you'd hear it like maybe three times. Yeah, no, and I it's that. it's like forever ingrained like into my I don't know what part of your brain that that is but the uh goblin doula the goblin doula mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say hippocampus but I don't think that's right but no, but yeah know. goblin doula that's that's totally, totally the goblin it's, doula. A, it's that's, possible yeah that's like goblin I'm not a neurologist or anything no I am and uh you're you're a neurologist I'm too. A, yeah, neurologist. Well, yep. Shit, Mike, you're a man of ma- many. Uh, yeah, tests. I don't want to brag about it, but you know, uh, the, I, I'm mostly studying <laughs> just, the Goblin Duel. <laughs> you're, you're just, uh, you know, uh, on the DL PhD. Well, you know, I'm just a neurologist who moonlights as a beer salesman. <laughs> what can I say? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now that's like that's that's my new literary character. I expect so where to... uh, where did you study? Yes, yes, you U- know. University of Phoenix. University of Phoenix <laughs> online. Yes, exactly. Or, or uh, where, where did better uh, Saul from? Uh, he, he got his like. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he got his. Uh, oh god, his, his law degree from like University of American Samoa or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great show. Yeah. Oh, I miss Breaking Bad. Anyway, <laughs> back to this beer. We got way off the rails in that. No, one. I'm glad we did. Um, facing east. This is nice. No, it's great. We this is one that we've done actually more than once, uh, which we don't do many of our OGs more than once. Uh, but this is one of the. This is, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know this for a fact. It's either it's definitely in the top three, but it could be the first ever OG we released. Oh, okay. It's definitely in the top. I would say two. The first two that we released. I can't think of what I think we released this along with an IPL at the same time. Those were the first things to come out of the. Uh, 
OG portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then this was such a hit that this is one of the few ones that we made uh, more than once. Actually, this one, I think, is on its third round. And the second round ra- knockout is appropriately on its second round. Ah. But uh, we don't, most of the other IPLs, the single hops and everything we do, uh, Pat, we just do it. And then he just has so much he wants to do that we don't release him more than once. Which is great because he's so excited to get into new stuff, start really working out new stuff. He has just so many ideas of what he wants to do that he doesn't need to do more than once. It's mm-hmm. not just a, we're making this work for the sake of making this work. It's more of a process of, it's his creativity as far as he'll take it. And uh, he's been really, uh, he's been playing around with uh, water pH. He's been using local ingredients. He's been putting wort around all the uh, vineyards and farms on the North Fork because being surrounded by water creates an isolated area to start collecting wild yeast from the North Fork. That he's been starting, I don't think he has yet, but in the new year he's going to start implementing a lot of our beers, which is really cool because that makes it uniquely our fingerprint. Like nobody else can make that beer because it has a yeast that we cultivated in a agricultural and vineyard-ridden area surrounded by seawater. Like, that is a weird place to create It's very yeast. unique. Very unique. Yeah. So he's really excited about doing this, that it's like this, it's completely just his own strains of yeast he can really pull from the air and really trying to get into that realm. And he's pushing things to the next level and just excited to see what he's doing. It makes us better as a brewery. It makes us better just with everything we do just having him just be like our basically our like research department our like trying these things our creativeness he's a driving force in the liquid we're doing so it's really exciting to see what he's going to be coming out with nice well I'm I'm a big fan of uh oh man yeah this is nice it's really nice right? it's super smooth hazy single IPA what is it 7% I think just about yeah New England unfiltered 7.1% and this the unfiltered essay he's been doing. It looks like orange juice. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. No, this looks like a mimosa. Yeah, that's yes, that's way more appropriate. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Yeah. Uh, second round. Second round. What I believe. Glass oh, yeah. shot on the bottom. And this one, once again, I don't know the hops. These things kind of come in. They they fire their way in very quickly. So. Uh, I don't remember. I can definitely look it up. But uh, this is one that is the second round that I think we're doing the second round knockout. And the name being a boxing term is kind of play on words. Now, this is going to take me into a realm I don't know much about. But it's about knocking out the yeast. There's a process that he does where he knocks out something in the second round of brewing. Really doing a poor job here in selling this. But uh, I'd be able to ask him about what in the brewing process is also the homage to the name. Well, cheers. Cheers. With that great explanation. That was a, that was a great intro. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That is just... I, I'm so impressed. That is that a one. juicy double if I ever did Juicy have. double and just no astringency. Mm-mm. It's just... For the amount of... The ABV it is, it's, it's so sneaky. It's just, it's just, what is this, 8.5 or around it's there? It's somewhere in there. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. I think it's 8.1, if I'm okay. not mistaken. But still, it just... You just juice. get citrus on the nose. Juice in the back. It's got like a tangerine color to it, too. Yeah. Oh, it's like... not Not like burnt orange, but it's like... You hold the two up next to each other. The, uh... The first one kind of looks like uh, like yellow grapefruit juice. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, instead yes. of uh, instead of a ruby red, and then this one looks more like like a tangerine kind of color. No, that's perfect. Or like or like fresh pressed orange juice. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, that that cloudiness. Like it, but yeah, because it, it it never looks like like you look at the stuff that you get out of the carton, and then you compare it to like the fresh pressed stuff where they like actually take oranges and crush them right in front of you. Right. This is what that looks like. No, I get that. That's actually perfectly described. And that's, uh, yeah, and this just, I mean, it's just so sneaky. It's so juicy. I'm getting, like, passion fruit in here. Yeah, and Citrus, I, I, mango. I understand this is all being gleaned off the hops mm-hmm. themselves. There's no, there's no additive to this one. It's so good. Oh, man. I could drink that all day. I'm getting, like, peach in there, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complex. It's so juicy and so mm. complex for what it is. And, uh... And, and and that's what I also like about the uh, OG program, the double IPA, especially is the idea that, um, and I and I I do love double IPAs, but I feel like a lot of them, uh, it's just about the aggressiveness of the hops, and it doesn't go into the nuances of the flavors of the hops. It's just a very aggressive kind of hop presence in there, and I I know there's people look for that. I understand there's a time and place for that, but this. To me, for me, it's just a better experience having the nuance, being able to taste these different flavors being gleaned off the hops rather than just having an overwhelming hop presence. Sensory overload. Exactly. Triple dry hop, triple IPA. And you're like, okay, it's there, but it's like, it's overwhelming. My palate only tastes one thing. Take take a nap, other half. Like... Yeah. yeah, well, it's just like it's like, like cooking much? a cooking a stew, and you're just like, well, people like all these flavors, so let's put all of them in there a ton, and you're just like dumping like unscrewing caps of spices and just dumping them in, and afterwards, it's like you taste that flavors, it's like yeah, but it's like I don't taste anything else. I just taste these dominant flavors. I, I feel like whoever came up with the whole like double and triple dry hopping thing, I'm picturing like this Tony Montana esque <laughs> character who's. So, you know he's wearing the same outfit. It's it's Al Pacino. Al Pacino's behind yeah. all of this. Only instead of like mountains of cocaine, it's just mountains of lupulin powder. And you like <laughs> you walk into his office and he's just got this like green mustache and he's like, <laughs> I got the yep. dust. Yep. <laughs> fly, fire, so fly. <laughs> Oh, and for the kids at home who are not familiar with that, uh, a lot of the the hot new breweries um, have you have you guys done dry hop or double dry hopping or any of that stuff? No, not really. We don't have really the vessels to do it. Yeah. Now we do. We didn't have in the past, and uh, Pat hasn't done it yet. I don't know if that's a choice or just I don't know why he hasn't. And and there are benefits to doing it, but that's like kind of the the gimmick that everybody's doing. They're like double and triple dry hopping uh, their double IPAs, and and like yeah, it, there are some advantages to doing that. It's just like oh my god, another double dry hop double IPA. Like it's it's, it's a little exhausting because it's like okay, like what else can you do? No, that's and I think that's one of the reasons that passed out away. He's Recently started getting to wet hopping. We had Wet Whaley come out. Which mm. is a great name. Wet Whaley, mm-hmm. Wet Whaley. Uh, but he's, even that, kind of taking a step back. He, with the IPLs, and um, I think he's trying to kind of figure out what... I, I think he likes specific styles, and he wants to do those specific styles. But overall, it's never an aggressive hop presence. And I feel like right. when you triple dry hop something, you're, you're only going to get that aggressive, the alpha acid. When you, like, take a sip, and, like, holy crap, like, there's just... You're 
sensory overload. Sensory overload. And they're great for those sips. Like, if you go to, like, if I have a flight and having those couple ounces, perfect. I'm like, that's perfect. Anything above that, I, I, or I get halfway through. Or and something I'm, like that. Yeah, exactly. I get halfway through and I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I just don't, I don't want it anymore. I don't want that overwhelming taste. It's not... It's a it's such a sprint kind of beer rather than an endurance. Like, oh, I can drink this for a while. Also, I hate waiting on lines. God, so. I'm never gonna wait on line. Why would you wait on lines? I'll I'll like follow the Instagram and they're like, we still have some and no lines. I'm like, okay, I might go. That's why uh, I might go. I was at the uh, you know getting a shout out to another great New York Six Point. Six uh, Point. Their thing this morning, and you do it through the app. So when you go there, it's all reserved. You give them your name, they give you your case of beer, but there's no lines because there's no money exchange. It's just in th- with that, they give you free beers while you're there. Free beers, food, you just go there, you hang out for a while, they have a DJ. You don't have to worry about the cops. What a great morning. Yeah, it was great. You don't have to worry about getting mugged on the sidewalk. No, it's uh, you know, maybe, but uh, people I mean, it is beers. Red Hook, so. Yeah. But it was uh, it was great, and I'm just like this is what it should be. Like I know that it gives you stature to have lines going down the street, but uh, we adopted it because of six point. We're um, especially because people go out two hours there, and we don't want them. So we were through this. Um, we just want to make sure people get the beer. We we we're about making sure if you're interested in this beer, you can come out and get it. So if you reserve it online, it will be there waiting for you. Rather than having to get there early and stand in line. Nobody wants to fucking stand in line. That's yeah. not drinking. That's not good times. And Mike Fox will be waiting there, too. Oh, I'll be... Uh, I wouldn't say waiting. I'd say uh, drunk dancing around. And then you'd be like, oh, it's that guy. And I'd be like, hey, it's this guy. And then we'll just uh, wink at each other and move on. They'll be like, wait, are you the guy who puts his glass in the washing machine? Another time! You're yeah. like, You're like, no, that, that ain't me, babe. That ain't me, babe. <laughs> that, that, ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me, babe. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, so, Mike, what, what's your what's your favorite beer that you guys brew? Um, I'm gonna say the Black Duck, and I, I I know that like in a place like I I should be like oh it's so hard to choose a favorite. I'm just gonna go ahead. I love all our beers. I, I love think- that there was no hesitation. You were like Black Duck, boom. I do love all our beers. I think they, like, we don't have a front running in sales beer. We really don't. Title is is our best seller, but we're so grouped together with all our beers, which means that we're making good liquid and we're not relying on just one skew to, like, lead us. Um, And I love Title. Like, if I'm going out for the night, I drink a lot of Title because it's just, like, usually it's readily available and it's refreshing and it's it's wonderful. Other side, I'm an IPA fan. I'm not the hugest IPA fan in the world, but I love Other Side because of its balance. But uh, no, I am a dark beer fan. I'm a fanatic of dark beer. And uh, Black Duck, before I even started working for them, was on my radar as one of my favorite beers. When I started working for them, it just meant I have a wonderful source to claim of Sanya samples to get a ton of Black Duck to drink on my roof. Is your fridge shelter. just like top to bottom Black Duck? Not now if I need to re-up, but it was. Yeah, it, uh, we still do have two six-packs. That's like my thing when I come home from work. That's I like don't, dangerously low, two six-packs. It, it, it's it's four point. Yeah, it's four point eight percent, and like when I get home, and like that's my beer. Like when I get home from work, and like I don't drink as home as much as I used to because we drink out a lot. We do a lot of events, and that's as, part as of our one lifestyle. Does. Yep. But when I come home, like that is like part of my ritual. I go, I go, I get rid of like everything in my bag, get myself organized, and then I grab a black duck and I finish off my emails for a day. But that is absolutely my ritual. That is a part of it. That is my go home beer. Nice. I'm torn. What do you yeah, yeah, what do you think? I don't know, man. Well let's start with the easy one. What do you think of the OG? Which one did you like better? The facing east or the oh, second, second, second round? round. Yeah, I'm down. with you on that. I'm with it's, you on that. 
Like, that's everything that I want in an IPA. That's so good. Yeah. Um, what do you think about... I know we have three cores. We're leaving out the Harbor Ale right now. Mm-hmm. And our seasonal is big for us, uh, which would be antifreeze right now. I know those are a little bit out of the picture, but... I just I just cried a single tear for those. <laughs> um, I I think I'm going to go with title. I get that. I think I'm going to go with title. It's good being it's a monger. Super super drinkable, and you can't like there aren't a lot of good Vienna lagers on the market right now. There are a lot of Vienna lagers on the market, but there aren't a lot of good ones. Yeah, um, well, I feel like they release they usually release seasonally, and they they I think your term was perfect. They're chewy. They're too much yeah. to try to be like, look at us, we're doing a Vienna Lager, and they just put way too much into that. Yeah, I, and and not even a, like, throw shade, but, like, there there are some that have been around forever, like Sam and Brooklyn, and, and yeah. you know, and yes, I get it. It's been the same recipe for the last 20 years, but, like, it, I don't know. They evolve. The, well, you know, well, those the, I can do one of, and then I'm I'm done. I, like, they, they're too, they're too, they're too much, they're too much overload. Yeah. Like I, in Vienna Lager to me, and I, I, I had the fortune. That it was what two years ago. I got the. I finally got to go out to Oktoberfest, which is something I want to do forever. And like when I picture a Vienna Lager, not everything there's a Vienna Lager. That's not what we're talking about. But like what I always picture a Vienna Lager to be is something I want to drink. One of those huge like Honkensteins. Yeah. And when you, those two that you just named are always ones that like after a bottle, I'm like I'm done. I don't want yeah. any more of it. And like title was the first one. I'm like, I can drink, and we do. We we have a place out in Long Island called Plat Deutsch. It's a German bar. We're the only American brewery in that bar, and they serve the title. Nice. And we make steins for them, and those huge steins. Oh, I want and one like, of those. Oh, I'll get you one of those. Yes, ones, for sure. But like, this is a beer that I could drink out of that sign. Never like get bored or get sick of it. Like I can just drink that because it's refreshing and it's cool. Like, and that's what I wanted from that beer style. And when they put it up there, it was like this is perfect. And uh, oh, I'll definitely get you one of those huge honking signs. That, Man like, after my own heart. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mike Fox. Thank you so much for coming out, sir. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Where can the kids at home find you guys on the tweets and on the Instagrams and social media? Well, on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, everything's under uh, Greenport Brew. Greenport Brew. So Greenport, as in Greenport Harbor, and then B-R-E-W. You can basically find us on every social media under that. And uh, the website is under the same name. So if you sign up, we'll give you updates of everything we have coming out. Uh, You'll be able to communicate with us. We are small, so we really do love the feedback. Uh, And on top of that, come out and visit us as well. Talk to us in person. We really love having people out there. Awesome. Mike, thanks again. Kids at home, you can find me on the tweets and on the Instagrams and on Untapped at 5 o'clock podcast. Uh, you can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much at any place you download podcasts. Please leave us a review. We want to know what you think, uh, preferably a five-star review. If you have any feedback, questions, uh, love letters, etc., uh, email me at 5 pod at gmail.com. Thanks again for downloading. We'll see you next time.